So I'm super excited to announce that the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care has partnered with Flat River Infusions as a corporate sponsor. Now, who is Flat River Infusions? They are a North Carolina-based hemp and CBD company that provides all natural CBD products. The owner of Flat River Infusions, Nick Sagan, has a pretty powerful family story to tell. I would encourage you to go to their website, flatriverinfusions.com, and read about it. But just to let you know that Flat River's products are non-GMO, gluten-free, full-spectrum, and broad-spectrum CBD oils. There's a quality product that's grown in North Carolina, and you can't really say that about a lot of the CBD products on the market today. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what the quality control is. And you don't know what other channels those products have passed through before they actually get to you. Whether you're looking for a wellness product to add to your routine or an all-natural plant product, Flat River Infusions is here to help. Their products help support healthy body functioning, as well as help support healthy growing muscles as well. My favorite product is the CBD Herbal Salve which comes in a little glass container and you can literally rub it on your joints or any sore muscles. And within 30 minutes, you feel better. It's amazing. I love it and I use it daily and I would encourage you to do the same. If you are interested in checking out Flat River Infusion products, please go to their website at flatriverinfusions.com. And any purchase that you make when you mention our show, please use the coupon code CUFITNESS, the letter C, the letter U, fitness, and receive a 20% discount on all of your purchases. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So today, um, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a detour. Um, We're going to be talking about, um, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I like to bring all kinds of guests in to talk about all different aspects of self-care. And you probably aren't really thinking about design and how your environment looks and how all that relates to how you do your lives. And because it's spring and everybody's thinking about their own version of spring training or spring cleaning or whatever it is that you want to call it, I decided to take a little detour today. And my guest today is a husband and wife team, John and Sherry Monty. They are the founders of Elegant Simplicity. Um, They are the co-founders of that. They are experts in interior design. Um, They've won numerous awards and they're based on the West Coast. And we were able to connect online and um, Sherry and I hopped on a call and decided that this would probably be a great subject to share with my audience. So thanks for joining me today, y'all. Oh, you're so very welcome. Thank you for inviting us onto your show. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to be here and, and talk about home. Yay. So so before we get into all that, why don't you kind of, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about your business, what you do, kind of what your mission is? I know we talked a lot about that, but I'd like for you to kind of frame it in, you know, your unique context. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Elegant Simplicity is an interior design and professional organizing firm. Um, and we are really uh, focused on creating home that's everything you need and nothing more. Uh, so we're not a minimalist approach and we're not trying to tell you what to get rid of or we're really trying to help you create a home that um, has everything that you want. Yeah, it's really driven all the decisions um, that are, are driven by purpose um, to 
uh, be intentional at creating the life you want to live. So you can show up every day and be the best version of you for your family, your friends, any anything that you kind of step foot into, you are um, energized and, and nourished and able to be the best, best you. I love that. I love that because that ties so much in with what a lot of what I talk about and what we teach in our program. So, so let's just kind of brainstorm for a minute because there's probably people out there listening saying, what in the world does interior design have to do with self-care? So let's talk, let's kind of dive into that subject a little bit. And in, in your best, your best interpretation, because I'm sure you get this a lot from your clients too. How does all this tie in with how we do ourselves? No, that's a, that's a great question. I think it's a really fun um, jumping off point as well, because um, the way that, that we view home, um, because home to us is a mere reflection of ourselves, right? Um, because the, the, what, what we harbor and how we feel inward, um, it's a ripple effect into our outer environments and everything we touch and interact with. Um, and so for us, there is no design. You can't look and create your home um, by just picking out pretty things and putting colors on the wall and filling it with furniture, you need to reflect inward by assessing um, the stuff. Um, So we actually, you can't do design without organizing. And so you need to really lay the foundation of home uh, by creating systems and and defining what you want and understanding why those things are important to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I just, I know there are a lot of people out there thinking, well, um, okay, I get that, but how does that relate to how I do me? Yeah, I, lo- I love, um, I love this because so much of, I mean, what we've experienced in the last year plus uh, has been at home, right? Yeah. Um, and so if you're feeling frustrated or motivated, those are, those are physical, um, those are emotions, but they're, they're present in the physical things that you have in your home, right? Whether you have little kids or older kids, um, whether you have lots of clutter or a little bit disorganization or you feel organized, those are all going to motivate you and um, they can detract from your day as well. Uh-huh. A, co- a colleague of mine has a saying, she's, um, she's a productivity expert and she, one of her mentors has a saying and she shares it in a lot of her teachings that clutter is the result of postponed decisions. <laughs> 100% on board with that. Yep. So, and you think of day to day when we start rationalizing, like, like, for example, a lot of my clients say their, their main false beliefs of why a fitness and a self-care plan isn't going to work or isn't the right plan, or they have a hard time being consistent is some of the things I hear are, is, are examples of, well, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I'm overscheduled. I'm afraid I'm going to hurt myself. I'm not ready. You know, mm-hmm. all of that. And I can see where a lot of those same things would tie in with the people that you serve too in your business. Absolutely. You know, it, when it comes to our home, um, it, our home should it shouldn't be viewed as a place where we just come at the end of the day, we drop our stuff at the door and we flop down to, to relax because work is over, our day is over. It should really be a space where we come home and um, we nourish ourselves, we re-energize, we, we fill up our, our uh, energy reserve. Um, and so that's different. It looks different for everybody. And so th- I think that um, when we think about creating an environment or a space that um, is going to inspire 
uh, we need to t- pause uh, for, for just a minute and realize that uh, it's it's not just about filling the space with stuff, but taking the time necessary to understand how you use a space, how you envision life. And so when we start creating home that's and making decisions that are driven by the emotion or the outcome that you want to create, all of a sudden you understand um, what it is home means to you, right? Yeah, I can totally see that. I can also see, you know, the the, the person, the busy overscheduled person who is everywhere but home. And so mm-hmm. maybe they don't necessarily see, feel the urgency to get their house cleaned up, you know, because, well, I'm not home a lot anyway. I mean, I, I can sort of hear I can sort of hear that being a rationalization. Oh my gosh, it's getting organized and cleaning your home and creating systems is, is one of the lowest things on people's priority list um, because it, it you, you have to put some, some time and some thought into it. But really, um, it's just a, a matter of looking at um, what your daily routines are. It's not about reinventing the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, everything successful in life is systematized, right? Mm-hmm. You know, from making uh, a new recipe that you found on Pinterest or to ordering a coffee at at Starbucks. Um, If you, let's say you ordered a a hot chocolate, I'm not much of a coffee drinker. So let's say I'm at Starbucks and I order a hot chocolate Uh and all of a sudden the barista calls my name um, and I go and I I grab my drink. I'm all excited, but then I realize it's a hot tea, which I also like, but I'm kind of disappointed because I I wanted a hot chocolate. I had a sweet tooth craving. So just because the adverse um, outcome isn't what I I wanted, it doesn't mean we have to reinvent the wheel and kind of create all new systems. It's just kind of working backwards and looking at the the routine and the system that's already in place to see where's the disconnect, where's the gap in communication. Then something like um, uh, maybe I I used my mobile, um, the mobile app and I punched it in the the wrong order, or maybe I grabbed someone else's drink by mistake. So, so it's it's just a matter of seeing where that breakdown is in your everyday habits and your, your, your routines to say, where can we streamline things better? So it's less effort. So it becomes intuitive and and makes your life easier and you can sustain it long-term. Yeah, I love that because that really ties in so well with so many of the things that we teach here with, mm-hmm. you know, the with the, the tools that we give you with the fitness and a self-care plan for the long term, because the majority of our clients are what, what I like to call in the second half of their life. And they're thinking about playing with their grandkids and traveling and enjoying their life and not worrying about hurting themselves. And instead of telling themselves things like that ship has sailed, you know, there's mm-hmm you know, I I don't have time right now. I'm too busy. You know, I don't know that this is necessarily going to work for me. It might work for you, but it won't work for me kind of thing. So I think your point is well taken to drill down to even the smallest of details make a big difference. And really, there, there is no one size fits all when it comes to yeah, absolutely you know, to that. Organized. It's it's really about um, getting real and getting honest and and being vulnerable to enough to look at the the way life naturally unfolds because that's yeah. that that's a beautiful thing. Um, even though it can be a little bit messy, um, it's saying what are you not happy with, and just kind of doing an assessment of what do we like and what do we not like. Where can we improve and streamline things to make you happier, to make it yeah. less anxiety, you know, right? And it also means giving yourself permission to, you know, get rid of the things that you think you should have done. That's another yeah. thing that I hear. And that's where <laughs> kind of what I like to call the shame factor comes in when they think, well, I'm so successful in all the other parts of my life. Why can't I get this right? Kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to mention that oftentimes, you know, you said your clients come to you oftentimes because 
um, you know, it's a struggle of time. The, the pain point is around time. And for us, our clients, it's overwhelmed. There is either well, that two- too. That's a big thing with my clients as well. They don't know where to begin. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And so that's why we really are focused on, on assessing your routine in a very similar fashion and where you might assess somebody's fitness level or their diet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're re- really focused around how does life unfold for you and your family, your grandkids, um, your, your friends who come over, um, how does that unfold for you? Where does, where do, you know, large or small gatherings take place? Where does private time take place? You know, and how do you truly live in your home and looking at it in, in both the context of what's happening um, and also, you know, the function of the space, but then also in the emotionality of how do we want to feel yeah. in space when it's said and done, when it's all complete, when our work together and our time together has come to an end, what does that emotional feeling of the space truly mean to you? Last thing we want is um, when it comes to kind of clutter is um, when people stop over unexpectedly um, or, or even when they, they're planned a visit, we don't want to feel embarrassed because um, so often we, we feel like our, our homes are um, a, a mere reflection of, of ourself, our worthiness. And so we don't want to be judged. And so that's, that's where I think that um, when we take the time to, uh, really create uh, organizational systems or, or game plans um, or a flow for the stuff that comes through your home, um, then all of a sudden it's it's less about the embarrassment of, of having too much stuff, but understanding what things are important, why these things matter, and then making a game plan for clutter. It's a natural part of life. Stuff happens, you know, we're inundated day in and day out. And so we need to create an exit strategy or a game plan for when the stuff comes in, what do we value? What do we prioritize in terms of keeping? And then what is our exit strategy in terms of letting things go that don't make sense or align with our, our household, right? There's a lot of, I think, a lot of thoughts around stuff in general for people. Um, you know, I, I like to call it, or we call it in the fitness space baggage, you know, people come in and and immediately, you know, we hear their story. We hear, you know, the things they've tried that haven't worked. We hear all I want is to be able to lose this weight or accomplish this or accomplish that. I've got this class Mm -hmm. reunion coming up or whatever. And, and in there you hear this, you know, it's part overwhelm and it's part you know, I can't believe that I've, that I found myself in this place kind of thing too. Right. Yeah. A lot of times how that shows up in, in, in our world, um, is, is the emotion, like emotional connections. With yeah. Us. That we don't even realize is there. Yeah, um, it's it's totally profound. Um, but we we you know whether it's um, something as silly as a coffee mugs that we've collected when we've gone on family vacations, or um, a, a picture frame, a picture frame, or a vase that we got as a gift from a coworker, yeah. um, or your mother in law. You know, just silly silly stuff. But you know, it, when we are able to kind of look at the stuff uh, and realize that we have an emotional attachment to them. Um, And we can start to drill down and understand what is your emotional trigger when it comes to your, your stuff and your belongings. Uh It can even be like, I paid a lot of money for that. So I can't get rid of it because I, I, I work hard for my money. Yeah. Or it's a family heirloom, even though you know, you're probably never going to use it or whatever, but you can't bring yourself to get rid of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's really 
where the, the magic comes in. It's the art of curation. Um, it, it's about curating the pieces that reflect and tell the narrative or the story that you are proud of, that you want to, to wake up and, and represent you day in and day out. We don't have to keep everything. Um, we don't, we're not entitled to it, it, It's a self-imposed guilt that we feel a lot of time, a lot of times. And so it's, it's really a process of curation, which is the, the second step of, of how we, uh, a three-phase process of how we work with our clients. The first being the assessment. And then the second phase being all about curation and really getting real with ourselves about what is that narrative? Yeah. What is important to us? And, and how do we want to, that to show up in our, our lives at home? Yeah, because I, I think I think especially now we're looking around and there's almost this hesitancy for people to talk about the past and what's happened, whether it's right or wrong, you know, in your world. And, you know, realize that a lot of what has happened has brought us to this point. So it's in, in essence kind of shaped the decisions we've made and how we've we've gotten in this position. So, you know, in my opinion, as a professional, I don't ever really view that as a bad thing. I view it as, okay, that's been part of your life. So that's been a chapter, but we get to start a new chapter too. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's part of your story, right? And ultimately peeling back the, the layers and layers of who we are mm-hmm. is is creating a home that you truly never want to leave, right? It's yeah. something that you're you're proud of, that you yeah. love, that you, you know, that lights you up and inspires you to uh, you know, continue on, whether that's your fitness journey or your, you know, a professional career, you know, that's that's a huge part of what we do, right? Yeah. It's really kind of peel back those layers. Yeah. Well, I, I know honestly for myself, um, you know, I'm I, my mom always calls, I'm the oldest of four kids. And my mom refers to me as the most sentimental one because I have, you know, scrapbooks from when I was in college that I just can't bear to get rid of. I have ribbons from when I was, I was a competitive swimmer for over 10 years. And so I have, I haven't saved everything from that, but I've saved some things from that. And to me, it's like, to your point, it's, it is definitely part of who I am. It's part of my journey. It's part of what's gotten me to where I am. So um, but I, but I have gotten better over the last couple of years. My husband and I are, are hoping to start remodeling our basement this year. We have a 1960s ranch with an unfinished basement when there's just not that many of those around anymore. Absolutely. And, um, and so over this last month or two has been, you know, this, this I've sort of gotten inspired to start purging and getting rid of stuff. And as I've gone through boxes, I've come across so many items from, that I didn't, that I forgot I had literally. So now I'm like, okay, what do I want to keep? What do I want to get rid of? So, yeah, you know, um, Allison, you made a really interesting point that I love and, and so much of what clients think about, you know, when we talk about designing or organizing someone's home, they think that we're, you know, we're just beginning with, if we're an organizing phase, they think that we're just beginning with let's get rid of stuff. Right. And really kind of Sherry's, spoken a lot about where I trying to identify what matters most to us. And then once we identify those things that we truly want to keep, now we want to identify how can we make them present in our yeah. life? How can, how can they shape our spaces? How can they tell the story of who we are? They yeah. do so much when we open up the box, right? Or when we pull them out of the closet. You know, I think that there's, uh, there's fantastic family heirlooms that that can be displayed in homes and truly kind of create unique spaces Uh are often so inundated and quick to curate a space based on the $5 bin when you walk in to target. Right. I mean, nothing wrong with target or, or spending $5 on something, but 
does that truly have a meaning to you? Yeah, you know, and we're also a value-driven society. So, oh, it's only five dollars. Wow, I can find a spot for this kind of abso- thing. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Instead of finding a spot for something that that really represents who you are, right? You yeah. Talk about those ribbons, or you know, some of those scrapbooks. Like, how cool would it be, you know, for some of your family or friends to see those things when they came over, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's just it's just it's just interesting with people because it it doesn't it really doesn't do you any good if it's in a box. But on the other hand, if you don't can't really identify like how that's going to fit in to use your word to how, how to fit into your environment. You know, for some people that's as far as it goes. Yeah. You know, for, for us, we would, we, we kind of take you through a process of deciding, okay, well, why is it important to you? Right. Yeah. And we sort of start that self-discovery of it's great to say, I want to, you know, I want to get in shape, but why? Uh-huh. And it's great to say, oh, I want yeah, to- I ask. that's a, that's a major question that we ask all our clients in the beginning, Absolutely. whether it's, you know, what you have to have a purpose for it, because that's what's going to anchor you on the yep. days that you don't feel motivated. And and that's exactly what keeps you going and, and calling through the things that you already have. Mm-hmm. And it's what motivates and inspires you to create the home um, when you're designing it that you truly want, because yeah. you're, you're consistently coming back to the why, to your yeah. purpose. To truly what's motivating you and inspiring you to create that. A couple more questions here before we wrap up. Um, You know, I think back to, or not back to, but I think, you know, when I'm having a, when I'm working with a client or in in our programs, I always emphasize that you're never, ever behind. You can always start because, Mm -hmm. you know, we find ourselves saying, well, I should have done this. I should have done that. Now I'm behind. So what's the point, you know, and then you just, this is kind of the whole jumping on and off the wagon, as I like to call it. So in your world, when we're looking at how our environment is set up, if we want our environment to really be conducive, you know, set up to be conducive to our success, what are some practical tips that you could offer to people who are, you know, really struggling with that? You know, they're, they're telling themselves, I can't be consistent. Well, I'm, I always, I have the best of intentions, but then I don't follow through. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that I would say is a lot like your fitness journey um, or your journey around health in, in general, um, home, we believe home is continuous. It's mm-hmm. ever evolving and there's really no beginning and no end. There's just where you are. So starting and, uh, and staying motivated is, is m- merely the, the essence of saying today I'm, I'm not giving in today. Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to fold that laundry. I'm going to put it away and having that energy and the effort um, to say, if, you know, if, if I feel like doing it now, go for it. And if I don't feel like doing it right now, when am I going to do it? Yeah. At at some point, the the thinking has to stop and and we have to take action, you know, otherwise you're going to stay stuck in the exact same place that Mm -hmm. we were yesterday. And that's the worst feeling to imagine waking up. Um, feeling overwhelmed and just exactly the same place you are today. Yeah, it's just, it's a total position um, yeah. where you're just not in control, you know, and, yeah. and for people who just find themselves saying I'm stuck all the time, mm-hmm. you know, my, I always say that always shows up in other parts of your life too, not just your environment. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the, the ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So, so let's say someone out there is listening to our conversation and they're thinking, man, I totally need to do this. But to your point, and really a lot of the people that we serve too, I really I have no idea where to begin. What would you tell them? 
Yeah, no, I think that when it comes to getting started, um, you have to uh, identify what your motivator is. Is it because you don't want to feel embarrassed? Is it because you want to have a bright, clean, fresh, airy, airy space? Like, is it because you want to be able to find things when you're looking for them or you want to know where quick things are? So identify what your motivator, what that catalyst is, because when you know what your, your motivator is, it's going to keep you're going to be able to uh, sustain uh, long term progress. Um, and then I think that um, another great place in terms of starting point is um, don't look at your house as a whole, more so break it down into activity zones or, or just one room at a time or one space in a room. Because I um, think we get overwhelmed. We say, oh, my gosh, there's so much stuff that flows from one room to the next. And, and we think of it as an entire huge, massive project. We're mentally defeated right from the beginning. Oh, completely. Um, yeah. So, so when we break it down into smaller bite-sized um, projects or, or tasks that we're going to accomplish. Like, let's say um, it, we're talking about the kitchen because I'm nourished, my, my um, guilty pleasure of how I nourish myself and kind of fill myself back up because I'm a foodie. Um, and so the kitchen, for instance, instead of looking at your complete kitchen as a, a, a pigsty and stuff everywhere, there's stuff flowing out of the cabinets and junk drawers and the pantry's a mess, Start with one space in, in the kitchen. Let it be you're going to tackle today. I'm going to tackle the refrigerator. Tomorrow I'll get to the freezer. But today I'm going to tackle the, fr the refrigerator. Uh -huh. And then I can travel into the pantry because they're food related. So there's a similarity between the refrigerator, the freezer, and the pantry. And then once you get those, those kind of three spaces tackled and, and you're making some progress, you're feeling really good because you're seeing the change. You're able to find things. When you go to the grocery store, you, you know more, more clearly what you need to buy more of. It's not hiding in the back of your pantry. So you kind of move through each room by looking at it as smaller activity zones and a, a, a tackling one thing at a time. Yeah. I, that sounds like so much about the way that we teach things, because one of the first things I always encourage people to do is look at what you're doing daily. Mm -hmm. You know, for the people who say, well, I don't have 45 minutes to an hour to start, which unfortunately, there's just so many mistruths in the fitness space about what is the right way to approach it. And so one of the things that we always tell our clients is, you know, just start small, start with parking your car far away from where it is you're going and walking. Yeah, because you know, that's that's activity that you didn't get before. So Work true. on get taking the stairs instead of the elevator, you know, mm -hmm. or or carry your grocery bags instead of using the cart. You know, let's let's start with just one or two things and get good at that. And then we'll add other things. Yeah. You know, Elson, I would add on to, to what both you and Sherry are saying. And, you know, during my uh, college football coaching career, I was mentored by uh, Dennis Green, who was the head coach of Stanford and Northwestern and the Minnesota Vikings, the Arizona Cardinals. And he's got a great saying that I love. Um, so all credit goes to Coach Green. But he says, plan your work and then work your plan. And yeah, even, I love that. Even if planning your work is the smallest of plans, right? Even if it's not the grand scheme, it's saying, today I'm doing this and tomorrow I'm going to try that. Right. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep working the plan every single day. And suddenly what you end up finding is there's a compound effect that comes to, you know, to beginning to, to saying I'm doing it today. Right? Yeah. And day after day saying that. Yeah. Um, and that's true for organizing and that's true for, um, for designing a home. Right. Uh, yeah. It's constantly keeping you moving forward towards your goal instead of getting, having diluted focus and yeah. 
if you yeah I just I think you know so I look around and I see you know we live in a society that literally expects things to be done so fast and people are people expect results quickly and so when you focus so much on the outcome you miss out on what you're going to learn in the process too so you know celebrating and embracing what you can get done even if it's just one small task you know at a time just can just pave the way for you to get so much more done as you move on. Yeah. Yeah. Home is continuous, right? Yeah, it's, it's totally. It's, it's never complete there. There's no beginning and no end. They're just, yeah. it, and you're really just, you're just there and you're. Yeah, doing, absolutely. Um, I could not agree more. So process focused, right? Um, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. And so, I think that the, the more you realize um, when, when you're more intentional about your decisions um, and, and, uh, it, it's going to continue to make sure that every decision is pushing you towards your goal and it's going to fill you up because it's constantly pushing you towards achieving what success looks like for you. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. Yeah. I love that. So thank you so much for making time out of your schedule to be on my show. This has been really, really fun. Um, and just, you, you've dropped so many golden nuggets for, for people. So Allison, where can people find you? Uh, they can find us on our website. Uh, if you go to Google, type in Elegant Simplicity um, or www.elegantsi.com. Um, and then we've also got a, a freebie for, for all of your uh, listeners, uh, which is a four-day um, video course that's totally free. And uh, it's all about creating a beautiful and functional home. So it, it's really, we dive into the nuts and bolts of what that takes and what that looks like. Okay. And that's on your website? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. If you, once you're there, uh, you'll see the free resource library and you'll find it all. Oh, awesome. I love it. So, so if anyone out there is listening, is feeling super inspired and you're ready to kind of redefine what your home looks like, I would totally recommend going to John and Sherry's website, Elegant, put in Elegant Simplicity or it's elegantsi.com. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then look for the resource library and grab that free gift. That's a, that's a fabulous gift. So it sounds like um, that would be incredibly valuable. So make sure you take advantage of that. Any parting thoughts or words? Yeah. You know, I think, I think that you, uh, we talked a lot about, about the process as opposed to the outcome. And uh-huh. I think that that's really true for everything in life. Uh, it's certainly true for, for your home. And so yeah. don't put this overwhelming pressure uh, for it to be suddenly organized or suddenly designed in this beautiful way that you you envision, just have your vision and continue to push forward towards it. Yeah, I love that. Just a little, little bit, little bit at a time, and you get there. There's a reason why the tortoise won the race, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, well, John and Sherry, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks Thanks for having us. No problem. And if anyone out there is listening and feeling really inspired, um, please make sure you go to their website, elegantsi.com and grab that free four day video course. That sounds amazing. And of course, if you're interested and want to connect with either of them, you can do that on their website as well. If you are not yet in my private Facebook community, please come over and join me there. Living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. We do all kinds of fun things in there. I'm also doing a weekly live show in there every week and it's completely free. So I would love for you to come over and join me there. If you're, if you're not on Facebook though, please feel free to reach out to me via email at allison at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U fitness.com. And 
and just tell me, tell me about yourself. Tell me what's working, what's not, what I can do to possibly help you. Or if you just want to share a win or something that worked, um, I always like to hear that too, because uh, my door is always open. Before I sign off, I just want to thank all of you listening for your continued support of this show. We are coming up on our 100th episode, which, you know, I had no idea where this whole podcast thing was going to go when I started. All I knew was that I felt a calling to get on the airwaves. And so here we are. So in August, we'll celebrate our second birthday. So we're already planning a special episode in the works for that. So please stay tuned. And if you're interested in becoming a supporter of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care, please go over to my website at cufitness.com and click the podcast tab. And there are three unique ways that you can support us. And you do get a free gift and a swag bag from us in exchange for that. So this is Allison Katzkowski with the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all of your support. I'm so incredibly grateful to still be here and to be doing all of these amazingly fun things that I get to call work. We are heard worldwide and every week we reach more and more people and I could not do that without you. So please know that not a day goes by that I don't feel extreme gratitude for the position that I get to be in on a daily basis. This is Allison Katzkowski with the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one. 